0: Welcome to this week's podcast, The Tower Pod from St. Mary's, Marston Mortain with Idlington. A message from the Gospel and a thoughtful sermon each week. Do subscribe and also like and review on your chosen platform and share with your friends. Thank you and God bless. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he'd resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. Let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts bring us closer to you, O Lord. Ronnie and I uh, once had the excitement of planning our own wedding, obviously a long time ago. Plans of holding our own hopes and dreams and visions And we've also had the excitement in our family of planning three weddings as our sons have married and brought beautiful daughters-in-law into the family. And we've had the fun and the tribulations, I may say, of moving each couple into their own home. I've had to do things like get student friends to suddenly move a whole garage full of things from our house into a van hired for them to move, and other things beside. All have had their own hopes and dreams and plans, and all are working towards a vision they still share for their future life together. And I guess that's where we really meet Mary and Joseph, in the narratives surrounding the birth of Jesus. According to the Jewish tradition, Mary and Joseph were betrothed to one another. And so there was probably a family agreement from when they were only small children that they'd be married one day. And then first came betrothal. A betrothal is a bit like engagement, but more so. It's a solemn pledging that could only be dissolved with the couple's consent and through the process of divorce. Betrothal lasted for a year And it was the time in which the husband prepared their home. Remember Jesus in John 14 saying, I go to prepare a place for you. And they both got ready for their marriage ceremony and the time when they would live together. And I presume that Mary and Joseph had the hopes and dreams and plans for their life that every young couple share. And I don't suppose that angels and stars and dreams and stables and exile in a foreign land, Egypt, featured at all in their hopes and dreams. That is, until Gabriel appeared. And I guess they dreamed of a quiet life together. Dutiful and beautiful daughters and godly sons until Gabriel appeared and spoke of the Son of God. And we usually hear the story after that from Mary's point of view. But today, Matthew gives us a little glimpse into Joseph's journey. When Mary told him that she was going to have a baby, we're going to have a baby, it must have shattered his whole world, literally. He knew he wasn't the father, so however unbelievable it seemed, he must have thought that Mary, his beloved Mary, had been unfaithful to him. And his hopes faded, dreams shattered. He must have been heartbroken. Still, as an honourable man, he would not see Mary stoned for her adultery, and so he resolved to divorce her quietly, we're told. He couldn't see at that point that he was being asked to lay aside his own hopes and dreams and visions, their together hopes and dreams and visions, to play a key role in a plan conceived in the mind of God before the dawn of time. One writer says, Oh, for the courage to empty ourselves of our own preconceptions and be filled with the shattering mystery of God's in-breaking. Oh, for the courage to truly say, your will, Lord God, not mine, be done. For the courage to keep watch, to expect the unexpected, to actually see when we're being given an amazing invitation from God and to seize that moment and say our personal yes and when all the old possibilities have gone and there is as yet nothing to fill that gap in defiance yes defiance to hold on to a new possibility a possibility of Emmanuel God with us and I you know, I don't know what it might be like for you or what has been like for you, but I would liken it to when, uh, you know, a couple uh, agree to marry one another, when he asked and she says yes, and vice versa. There's this amazing experience of love and joy, isn't there? That's what it means. A little reflection of what it means to say our yes to God our plans and our world turned upside down. But it's really exciting, very exciting. To stay open then to surprise each one of us. For it's then in that emptiness, openness and vulnerability, if we can hold that space, that we will find Jesus in the dark of our night, in the rubble of our brokenness, find him even through our tears and sometimes when we come alongside those who suffer in their resilience and their courage. Once Joseph had laid aside his own aspirations, and I'm sure with some pain, anger, disappointment, sadness and tears, maybe the prayer of lament some of us have learned to pray in seven ways to pray then he was free to dream with God, to dream God's own dream of the virgin who would conceive and bear a son, to live God's reality of the virgin who had conceived and was indeed carrying God's son and who would need a man to provide for them and protect them. Like Mary, he would suffer the gossip of the village, of those who would jump to the conclusion that he couldn't wait until the betrothal year was out before sleeping with her. Did he, could he, have imagined or known what lay ahead for them and for the child that she carried? I don't think so. Joseph, like Mary, said his yes to God. He had his own moment of choice, a yes that would leave him listening to God speaking through his dreams and watching and waiting for God's plan for their lives. Indeed, his plan for the salvation of the whole world, watching and waiting for it to unfold. At the start of our Advent journey, preparing for Christmas these last four weeks, I thought it would be about repentance in the sense of, you know, stopping sinning, turning away from wrongdoing, or starting to do something that we should be doing, turning towards God. But today, at the end of Advent, I'm struck by how it's turned out, for me at least, to be more about letting go of expectations, dealing with disappointment with God, and saying yes to God, being open to bigger surprises and dreams and the possibility of a shaking in my own life, of having our lives turned upside down in some way. So let's see again, see the example of Joseph and Mary today. And let's pray. Oh, for the courage to empty ourselves of our own preconceptions and be filled with the shattering mystery of God's inbreaking, to believe that that could be possible again for us, each one of us, because God makes everything new again and again. And like Joseph and like Mary, for the courage to truly say, your will, God, not mine, be done.